0: I am so glad you decided to join us today. This is the Words for Life podcast where we have candid conversations about successes, challenges, and the benefits of strengthening your relationship with God. This will positively impact your life. Welcome to another Words for Life discussion. I'm your host, Terrence Farrell, a.k.a. T. Farrell, and today got a special guest with me, uh, Eva Ford, who's not only a social worker, but also a performance coach for social workers. So I think this in, this, this interview or this episode is going to be very interesting, very interesting. But before we get started, I um, wanted to share a lesson that I'm in the midst of learning. I haven't, I haven't fully, I'm still grappling with this one. So I'm listening to somebody put me on to a speaker, uh, uh, a pastor, Pastor Mike. Oh, man, I, I, I had the name on my tip of my tongue. Anyway, Pastor Mike, uh, it's going to be in the, in the description, the links and everything. But he's doing a series called Paper Chaser. And I wrote down a couple of notes from, you know, from I think it was the first episode, uh, the first sermon of the series. It says, chase your purpose, not the paper. If you chase your purpose, provision will chase you. God will provide for those who are following him for the right reasons. God doesn't have a problem with paper. He's concerned about priority. Now, I wrote, I jot down, jot, yeah, jot down those notes, but The whole thing was because for a while I've been as a paper chaser, you know, if it's going to make more money, let's do that. Yeah, my purpose. Yeah, I'm not going to go against what God said, but it's like, okay, that's going to make more money than that. So that must be a wiser decision. But if you chase your purpose, if you find out what it is God's calling you to do, it might not look like, well, that's the thing that's going to bring me all this money. But if you follow that, God will provide. He'll provide and it's not just money. He'll provide the resources to do the things that you want to do and more, way beyond what you could imagine, hope for or think. But um that just that stuck with me about chasing your purpose and not the paper. I know a lot of paper chasers. And if we can if we can change our perspective, I really think we can do what we're called to do and stop stressing about What's going to make us money? And do I have enough of this? And I got to do this so I can make more money and put all that extra stress on you. But just wanted to drop that in your spirit. I wanted to, to have you, let you chew on that. Um, check Michael Todd. Last name is Todd. It just came to me. Michael Todd. I'm going to, again, I'll put the link there in the description. But the, the, the series, it blessed me. It, you know, might not bless everybody. You might not, you know, feel his delivery, but it works for me. All right. So back to the podcast. Um, Got my special, special guest, Eva Ford. Now, just in case you go, Eva Ford, I have no idea who that is. I'm going to read a little bit of her bio. Uh, Just took a couple of snippets out of here. Eva has a master's in social work from Columbia University. In Jamaica, she became the head of of the social work program at Northern Caribbean University. She has worked with elderly, hospice, abused women and children, families in crisis, people living with HIV, and survivors of torture. Eva is the outgoing president of Jamaica Association of Social Workers, J-A-S-W. Uh, Eva is also the founder of Rich Social Worker, Assault. so—I'll uh, have a— I'm going to let her dig into that a little bit more. We're going to dig into that. And she's also an author of How Not to Practice Social Work, Saving Good People from Bad Practice One Step at a Time, and also The Rich, the rich Social Workers' Manifesto. It's a manifesto, but it's, it's pretty good. It's time to claim your fortune. Um, so without further ado... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, help me welcome Eva Ford. Eva, how you doing? Woo! The crowd goes wild. <laughs> yes, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Right, one person.
1: Um, I always, I remember when you know before I even finish school, hearing people introduce and this long list, you know, doctor so-and-so and and has done this and this. I'm like, wow, they must be super important. And then when you get there, right, at least for me, I'm like, okay, it's it's, it's it's just a journey, right? It's just a journey. Mm -hmm. But when you put it on paper, um, you know, it, it really sounds fantastical. Sounds amazing. Um, It sounds amazing. It's like, wow, (laughs) but but going, you know, living through all of that, it's, it's just their jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. I've had jobs and I'm not, you know, not to diminish any of those jobs, but I also would speak to the younger version of myself or anyone who might be listening that if that sounds impressive, you know, there's, there's, I haven't done anything that you can't do as well. Right. Mm-hmm. If if it if it sounds impressive, if you're not impressed, then this isn't for you. <laughs> that message is not for you. But the younger version of myself would have been, you know, like wow, awestruck and intimidated. And you know, it's it's just a journey. But mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the journey. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So and thanks, a, thanks for having me. It's a, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's a journey that you have to stick to because if you give up, then all of these things aren't aren't listed. And there's a lot of people who. Um, get discouraged and give up they go yeah you know what let me let me do something else I can't can't
1: well here's the thing because I think a lot of people chase after the accolades and, and the and the letters behind the name and the high titles and positions and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but that wasn't my intention I got accepted to Columbia University not knowing it was an Ivy League school I just wanted to get out of Alabama which is where I was at at first. And, and I was looking on the internet for schools, social work schools in the North, and that came up. So I applied and it wasn't until I got in that I was like, Oh wait, (laughs) This (laughs) this is a thing. And then I, I was living in New York. It was cold. I went to visit my grandma in Jamaica and it was warm. And then I had to go back to New York and, um, my friend Derek, they're uh, quashy? they're quashy quashy because nice, I nice. came back and I was cussing, and he was there. <laughs> I was like, "Why is it so cold in New York? I was just in Jamaica. And he said, "Why don't you move there? And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I could. So I moved to Jamaica because my grandma was there, and they happened to be starting a social work program and had no social workers. so i i it was in the town I was in, you know, i had the I had the training. And they didn't have a, a program coordinator. So I became the coordinator. So it, again, like things like that. Oh, she was the coordinator. She went to Columbia. She was the president of the association. I was the president of the association because nobody wanted the job. And, and, and I kind of put myself in because I, I'm coming from an environment where if you see a, a need, you fit in there. You don't sit back and say, well, why isn't anybody doing anything? You say, oh, can I be of service? And I I came in from America with my mentality of how can I be of service to a culture that largely was like well what are you guys doing and so as I served and the the, out, the president was leaving you know there was an election coming up they were like okay even you're you know you're up for president you know we're gonna have an election and you are the clear and I was like no I don't want this they're like yeah but you're serving and and overwhelmingly I was voted in so. I didn't search for these things, but mm-hmm. partly I would say, you know, my environment, I don't know that I could have been the head of the National Association of Social Workers in the U.S. or in Canada or in a, in a you know, a different country. I don't know that I could have um, been the head of a social work uh, program for a large university in another context. You know what I mean? So on paper, it sounds amazing, but I was just back to that quote that you gave at the beginning, right? When Mm -hmm. you follow the passion, right? Yes. Follows. I was just, I was just following. um, So I am an ENFP for any of you that follow Myers-Briggs personality test. Um, What
0: what is that? Please explain it.
1: it. So ENFP. So there's 16 personality types, according to this particular personality test, Myers-Briggs. And um, my personality type is one that, follows adventure, that follows passion, that that really authenticity is really important for us. Um, And so I just been trying to live an authentic life and a life with meaning and a life with connection. Um, My mom passed away when she was 42. And as I got older, the more I realized that's really young. I don't want to die with, you know, not having, you know, not so much Accomplished something, but lived fully. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't about the the degrees behind my name. My grandmother used to always say, "This is my daughter. She has her master's in social work." And I'm like, <laughs> so do so do a million other people. I'm just you know, like that. <laughs> she was very proud of that, and I was happy to make her proud. But that wasn't something I didn't I, I didn't care that I have a master's in social work. Mm-hmm. I just was, you know, I just fell in love with social work. And, and so getting a master's after I got my bachelor's was the next step. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, I thought I was going to be this international social worker and like work with the UN and, um, you know, just help programs around the world and help people around the world just, you know better their lives and do really important things. And I thought, um, so New York is an international hub. So that's a great place to start for school. And it's a great place to start my first job. And then, oh, Jamaica, I wasn't born and raised in Jamaica but my mom was. And so, you know, to go back, you know that's kind of my first step into the international waters cause it's kind of international for me plus grandma's there so I don't have rent and I'll do Jamaica for a year or two and then I'll do something else ended up in Jamaica for 15 years. And, you know, so I was just trying to, you know, follow the passion. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have to say the reason why I started Rich Social Worker, um, was because of, was because I had followed the passion, but it had not been kind to me in the monetary sense. So back to your quote about following the passion and the provision will come, you know, um, I, I do think there is some strategy that has to happen. So not to say that, you know, I agree, God is not mad at the paper. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants you to get yours and help a lot of people too. That's the premise behind Rich Social work Worker. But I also, um, you know, especially being in the social work arena, I see how you can follow your passion for 20, 30, 50 years and be impoverished. And I don't believe God wants that either. Right. So there is some strategy. There is some, you know, um, education that has to go with that. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's fine. That's great as well. So I, I've been talking a lot, but.
0: No, um, that, that, it, it's good. I mean, it and it, it falls in line with, and, and that's why I said at the beginning, I'm on this journey because yes. at the beginning of the journey, I, I read a book uh, by Shea Bynes called Grace Over Grind. Mm-hmm. And wow. it's like. Grace will get you where grinding can't. That's true. And you know, and I was just like, oh, I'm grinding, grind. I get up three o'clock in the morning, I go to bed at you know 12 midnight. And you know, I just I keep grinding, 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 and you know, mm-hmm. it's gonna lead to burnout because yeah. I was trying to get mine. Like I was, yeah, you're gonna work hard and get yeah. it. Right. And God's grace will get you where grinding can't, because Absolutely. he could just open up a door, Absolutely. blow on it, and it's like boom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so unfortunately, my pendulum went from one end to the other. And then I got lazy and it was just like, well, I'm gonna just sit here, you know, I do a little something, and God's gonna throw some grace on me, and it's just gonna blow up. So to your point, strategy is needed. There's a balance that you have to still work. And I'm just like, all right, God, you know, where's the grace? You're gonna, somebody gonna ring my bell and go, hey, heard about you. Mm-hmm. I want what you do. And it's like, no, not if you don't get out there and promote. Not mm-hmm. if you don't get out there and start helping people. If mm-hmm. you don't do this, if you don't do that. And so there is strategy. And But to your point, and it's rare, you, you make it sound like, oh, I, and it might be your personality where you, it's like, yeah, okay, the master's, I just wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. But some people's like, no, I'm going for the master's. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I'll do that. But I'm getting a master's in something. Mm-hmm. And The purpose is secondary. Mm -hmm. It's the, I need this. I need the accolades. I need the, when people see me, they know, Mm -hmm. oh, he's done that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's music producers, like, I only want to work with labels. I only want to work with, you know, high performing labels. Uh, But you got this great singer right here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's she's not connected. I I don't Mm want to work with her. Mm -hmm. And so you're following the accolades instead of the purpose. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just, I really admire what you've done with your life. And even though you're, strategizing or or putting it together where uh, I should say planning for Uh how the paper's going to come. Yeah. You're still following your purpose.
1: I I believe so. You know, I, I believe so. I, you know, back to my mom um, passing so young that really informs how I make decisions about what I want my life and legacy to look like.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, so I, I believe i'm following the the passion that god has put in my my heart i believe
0: mm-hmm. um you know and well, when when did you when did you know that was a passion from the pain <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> from the pain of not having um and and um so you and I were talking a little before this and I was mm-hmm. telling you that so so people wouldn't know that we attended the same church um,
0: yes, Kingsborough. in Brooklyn
1: years, yeah, years <laughs> ago. And so when I left you, um I didn't have a child, but I have a child now who mm. is 20, um, uh, she's just turned 28, my goodness. So I have an adopted daughter, and that's what I was telling you. And mm-hmm. um I adopted her when we when I was in Jamaica. And so, you know, part of Part of what happened with me was, um, you know, Jamaica is a developing country, third world developing country. And um, when I moved, I started making a Jamaican salary, which is I think it's the equivalent at the time was maybe like 18,000 US dollars, 18,000 a year, something like that. Right. Mm. It wasn't a lot of money. Right. (laughs) And I still had. You know, the, the saving grace for me was I didn't have rent because I'm at my family's home, my grandmother's home. And um, we had tenants at the time. And, you know, I I just kind of fit myself in like I'm I don't need a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I took cold showers for the first couple uh, years, I think, because there was no hot water. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, but that because I was in Jamaica, Manville, Jamaica, not that people don't have hot showers. My grandmother's house didn't have it. Um, and, you know, I didn't have Internet for like the first year. And so I did without. And then a hurricane came, took off the roof of one of my houses. And there's two houses on the property, took off the roof of my little house. And um, I got a bank loan, um, which was the equivalent of ten thousand U.S. dollars. And I thought I was being smart by taking that loan, the majority of it, and putting it in an investment that was supposed to give you back, you know, your a percentage of your money every month. And you know, mm-hmm. um, and I lost all that money, and I still had the bank loan to pay back, and I still had a car that wasn't, you know, that needed repair, and I still had termites in the house, and I still had tenants that weren't paying on time, and I still had this bill and that bill. And it just became really overwhelming and depressing. And I was like, I got to do something. This is not, I'm not supposed to be living like this. I, and so this is where I I reflected. I'm like, I have a, I have not just a master's; I have an Ivy league degree. I'm not supposed to be like, I have, (laughs) you know, I, I know I'm supposed to be doing better than this. Like this can't be plus the the mantra of social work is helping others and and it was very painful not to be able to help others because i couldn't even help myself Mm. so it was it was you asked me how did i know it was Mm -hmm. because of the pain like i was like okay i need to figure out how to get (laughs) out of this situation and so one of the things that i did was i just started reading I, i i reasoned and i said you know there are people who don't have my level of Education and don't have the family support, don't have the love, and don't have the opportunities that I have, and yet they're doing well. There's a gap in my understanding. I need to fill that gap. So I started reading. One of the first books I picked up was Rich Dad Poor Dad. I picked up Think and Grow Rich. I think picked up The Science of Getting Rich. I picked up, um, I picked up, and some people may have heard of The Secret. And mm-hmm. if if you're a Christian, that might be controversial. But I have to say that that perspective, having the perspective, it read to me like a a 2000 version of kind of like the Bible. Like we are connected to a source that's greater than us. This is what I got from it. We're connected to a source that's greater than us. And when you align with the will of that source, you can call on the power of that source um, in your life. And so for me, it was uh, kind of an awakening of oh wait a minute i'm i am a child of god like i have um you know the opportunity so to your to your point terence it was then it became this is how the grace came in then it was like oh i it's about recognizing the grace not sitting back so much and waiting for the grace to take over but mm-hmm. recognizing the grace and kind of claiming that mm-hmm. grace as i'm working in purpose and in faith um, and the books that I was reading, so like I, I, you know, heard about, like I mentioned, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that just opened my perspective in layman's terms about how money works, how to create money. That's how I created my first product, which was that book, um, How Not to Practice Social Work. And again, you know, having worked at the university, teaching in social work and organizing that program and supervising students and collaborating with different organizations and agencies that would take our students. You know, I really got an education on, you know, where the gaps were, not only in the systems, but with the students and in practice. So how not to practice social work is really about, hey, look at yourself, what's going on for you? And then how are you showing up in these spaces? Um, And so while like that wanted to come out of me, but I made it into a product and it was kind of an experiment to see, can this money thing work? And and so while it, that that um, I felt like God had given me or or it was just part of me, right? The, my voice wanted to come out on paper, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I let it. And and I would type, I would type in the spirit, meaning that if I'm just looking at the computer, I can type without looking at the keyboard, right? So if I'm looking at the computer and trying to think about typing what I wanted to say, it wasn't working. So I would close my eyes and just. Um, Feel connected to God and just talk, you know, Mm -hmm. online Mm -hmm. and um, on on the computer, I should say. And it turned into a book and self-published it on Amazon. um, And it ended up being used by universities. Like people would call me and say, hey, we want to use this um, in our syllabus. You know, can you authorize this? Can you authorize that? And that's the grace, right? That's the grace. Right. 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 Yep. Um, So. I was driven by, so there's, here's a little, the strat, their strategy, because I'm listening to, uh, and I'm understanding how, how people create wealth. They create assets, mm-hmm. right? So I know that there's this thing God has given me, you know, in terms of this book. So I'm putting it out there, turning it into an asset. That's the strategy. Mm-hmm. And the grace is that people are hearing this and finding this and sharing mm-hmm. this. Right. So right. it's, it's not one thing or the other. Right. It's all the things.
0: Yes. 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 And, and that's, that's, that's where, you know, the, the pendulum, like, with, I'm sitting there going, you know what, this grace over grind thing don't work. It, it does, it, <coughs> this, 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 the, and then it just, and I think that's where, and God, is, God is, 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 is so awesome. He's leading me. So now after the grace over grind, then he hits me with the Michael Todd, you know, and I mm-hmm. didn't even know who Michael Todd was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a friend that was like, hey, check out this sermon. It was on being anchored to God. And then it was just like, I like this guy's delivery. What else he's got? And then he did this. And I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just added more meat to what mm-hmm. the, the concept that I already had. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, all right, we need to work. We just need to make sure that work is not the priority. And one of the things he said, he said, God's got no problem, again, with the paper. He just wants priority. He's got to be the priority. Mm-hmm. Once paper becomes the priority or the accolades or whatever, fill in the blank, anything that becomes the priority of a God technically becomes an idol. Mm-hmm. And then that's where he has a problem. And so it was just it was it was real interesting. It was real interesting. Now, mm-hmm. I want to ask you mm-hmm. out of out of your journey. I, I mm-hmm. didn't want to say all the things that you've done, but <laughs> out mm-hmm. of your journey, what is one of your most memorable success stories?
1: um you know you asked me this earlier um well you shared it with me earlier that you might ask and I was thinking about that and um that's I have to say it's a little challenging to say because you know I'm proud of a few things Mm -hmm. but the thing that I appreciate is the so what I'm proud of most proud about I guess is what I've created. So with Rich Social Worker, I have a channel on YouTube. And for years, um, I wanted to do something and share something. And I have a really good friend. Actually, he helped me start the channel with some videos. But, um, you know, people have been asking me to show up. And I was just um, I was really insecure that I wouldn't be able to show up consistently um, because I don't know myself or I didn't know myself to, to always follow through. And that scared me. And it kept me from doing a channel for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm most proud that I have a channel and that I follow through. And in fact, right before this call, I had I had a discovery call with someone who said what so many people have told me in that my, my content helps them so much they've grown so much they are you know they're looking at things in a different perspective because of my content they started a business or they left a job or started you know or changed course or something that makes me so proud i'm i'm so i'm humbled i'm i'm that's that's just to me that's that's the best
0: and and that's exactly that's exactly what the question was geared towards. I mean, because um, I in in past uh, uh, word for in the podcast, mm-hmm. I asked you know what what was your most memorable success story? And one of the guests was just like my family,
1: mm-hmm. like the
0: way I can be with my family. You know, some people are like oh it's my master's degree. I've never had somebody come over you know and say it's my degree or yeah. it's w- when <laughs> I got this job. Or, yeah. No, it because. from the outside looking in, you would think, oh, it's when I performed with one of the guests at Carnegie Hall. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I thought Carnegie Hall would have been your answer. He was like, no, no, it was when I did this one. And it was the fact that I almost couldn't do it. And I had Mm -hmm. to trust God to get it done. So I think it's really interesting Mm -hmm. when you hear people like, what the most success story or what they're most proud of. It's like, wow, I would have thought you picked the big shiny thing, but it's like, yeah, no. no, this is the one that really means something yeah. to me. Absolutely. And I, I think that's what I want people to understand that, you know, we go through life and, you know, especially in the age that we're in the whole social media and you're always putting your best face out there and mm-hmm. I did this, I'm in the studio here, click. And mm. But it's like, yeah, you know, when I connect with my son, that's, hey, nah, that's it. Yeah, And so it's, it, that was a... I don't want to say it was a perfect answer, but it's a real answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is no perfect answer yeah. to that uh, question. I thought you were going to say it was a trick question. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's a it's a question for authenticity,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which you fell right into. So it, it uh-huh. worked. <laughs> ah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: passed, I passed the test that wasn't there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my other questions was, what is one of the most important things you learned from being a social worker?
1: Um, what I like about social work, and I said this in, at the beginning of the book, is um, it, it forces you or teaches you how to be a better you. Like the whole premise of, of the profession is, is well-being, mm-hmm. well-being. And and there's so many things that contribute to well-being. Um, but you know, it's really difficult to do the work well without being well yourself. And so that's what I really appreciate about, about the profession and the knowledge. Um I I don't work in traditional social work. I've I'm really more now in leadership and in you know development and in mentorship. Um you know, I, I did an interview with someone uh, last month and they said I, they said um, she said she thinks social work is has about everybody who's a social worker has about a 20 year run after about 20 years. You know, that's when you burn out. That's when you you're you know, you're over it. And I thought about it. I said, yeah, maybe that's that's probably about right. <laughs> <laughs> then it's time to leverage your skills and maybe do something else. Um, you know, around that time. And I've I've been in social work about, well, maybe about 25 years now, um, mm-hmm. something like that. But mm-hmm. I've been in leadership um, more than half of that time. And so leadership is really my passion. Um, and, you know, rich social worker is the avenue that I use to help other social workers leverage their skills generally outside of social work. um, It could be inside of social work too, but, um, you know, traditional social work trains social workers to work a lot, a lot of times in clinical settings with individuals who have, you know, who have challenging problems, but that's not all social work is. Social work on, our, on a macro and an international level looks at policies. It looks at, um, you know, programs that can help communities. You know what I mean? It, it, it looks at corporate responsibility and things like that. So um, I like, I like now being the the person that helps social workers to perform at their best.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm.
1: that's where I really thrive. Cause I, I get all that other stuff um, on the micro level, but I just love you know helping social workers be the best versions of them themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. now, because I always thought you know, I always saw social workers as man, that's that that's a that's a tough job that we want that you know it's just because mm-hmm. all day long, you're just seeing problems, one problem after the next problem, and you're trying to help here and you're trying to help it from from somebody who doesn't know about social work, just mm-hmm. outside looking in, it's like you're dealing with this this family that's going mm-hmm. through this crisis. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with this situation where there's not enough money. And then you're mm-hmm. trying to get money from here to get it to this one. And that's not working out. And then mm-hmm. there's a court situation. And this one didn't listen and had a had a relapse. It's just like, oh, man. And then you go home and it's just like,
1: oh, I, I, yeah. just, I can't. And then,
0: <laughs> boop, boop. Oh, got to go tomorrow. And yeah. it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. So
1: not every not every social work uh, job or role is like that. And I, you know, while, while there are, there, there's no shortage of problems. We, we focus on what we call a solution focused Mm -hmm. approach. So we see opportunities for solutions.
0: No, (laughs) If you're doing it it
1: right, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's, that's part of, that's part of the way to stay balanced not just as a social worker, but, you know, as a person dealing with challenges, dealing with life, you know, um, instead of looking at it from the perspective of, oh, this is a problem, you know, look at, look at it from a perspective of, okay, there's an opportunity for a solution here. And I actually had to learn how to think that way. Um, if it's not a natural way for you to think, or if you haven't practiced thinking that way, you can, you can get to that point. Um. And so my communication changes or has changed. Right. So whereas maybe before I could go into a a conversation with someone who was complaining about things now, it's like I that's not my default. I my default is not to complain. My default is to say, okay, well, let's look at what are the options? What are the opportunities? How how can how can this be changed? You know, who do we know? What resources do we have? Mm -hmm. That's. That's
0: how that works. No, no, and and I appreciate you saying that because one of the reasons why I wanted to invite you on as a guest is because from my view, I always looked at social workers as that's their job. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, like you said, in life we're all, we all play the role of a social worker in some facet, either to our families, to a friend, to somebody going through something, not not the full social worker thing, but I got you. I got you. Yeah, and so to To hear from you, someone who now is mentoring social workers or uh-huh. or is a leader there, it kind of gives those life lessons where it's like, you know what, I could use that for my own life when I'm going through problems mm-hmm. or, you know, when my sister calls me up and is just like, I'm going through this again. It's just like, all right, oh, man. Well, you know what I went through? But it's like, it, no, no. What's the salute? How are we going to work this yeah. out? Or, you know, yeah. it's just yeah. a, a different frame of mind.
1: Yeah. So, um my so the book how not to practice social work right i i've had i have had several people who aren't social workers read it mm-hmm. and tell me that they don't like the title because it was so applicable to them that they mm-hmm. want me to change the title <laughs> <to> <laughs> not make it not make it safe for social workers they want me to make it for just the everyday person and you know um i i have a friend who's a social worker who says social work is when you get a degree in social work, you get a degree in common sense. I don't agree that you're getting a degree in common sense, but I do believe that you get a degree in, in humanity and, you know, how to be a better human. Mm -hmm. Um, And so while I wouldn't say everyone is a social worker because there's, there's a lot of, uh, ownership around that title of social work,
0: okay. Okay, <laughs> People all right. Are
1: like, um, I paid a lot of money to be called <laughs> a social worker. Don't you be calling yourself a social worker? No, no, sir. But you know, I get it right, but um,
0: but right, I'll, I'll back up, i back up. No, 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 no. To me, yeah, Any, anybody, not, anybody no, that's a you know, that took it <laughs> took it a little offensive, I did so not mean to step somebody, on your profession Somebody
1: might watch this, and if I didn't say that, they might be me like, Eva, you didn't defend your <laughs> title. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely believe that you know you get a degree in being an, a great human. Like how to how to be a great human. You know you we so we study social work is like a combination of you know we study psychology, we study sociology, we study anthropology, history, economics. Like you know we pride ourselves in having uh, of what we call a multifaceted uh, approach and and perspective Mm. so that we are looking at things from different perspectives and then using those different perspectives to hopefully make the best decisions that impact people because at the heart of our existence is us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we want us to function well. So, you know, it's a profession I'm really proud about, but I have to say, if I could do my, if I needed to redo my life from mm-hmm. college, I would, I would probably do two degrees. I probably would do social work and business.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and,
1: and because, you know, the social work profession by and large is not focused on money, does not teach um, it, it will teach social welfare, but it doesn't necessarily teach um, financial wellness, mm-hmm. uh, which which you need to have financial wellness in order to make really big impacts. You know what I mean? And, you know, social workers oftentimes get are, are limited and handicapped because of financial Limitations and because of challenges um, in programming that then impact us as individuals, right? Um, whereas you have you have other companies and organizations and people people who are really well off and financially capable doing the work that social workers would otherwise be doing, but they don't have the money. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so that's the whole point of rich social workers. It's like, right. listen. We got the train, which is great, but let's also let's also not be afraid to look at the money. Let's mm-hmm. pay attention to the money. Let's get some business skills in here. Let's get some strategy in here. Let's get some entre- entrepreneurs on board. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and let's then. This is what I mean when I talk about leveraging and monetizing your skills and your abilities. Um, there's no shortage of problems, and there's no shortage of money. But if you don't have that understanding of, of how to create wealth or how to how to manage money or how to, you know, put these things together, then there's always going to be that disparity. So that's the, that's the goal of Rich Social Worker.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Um, so let me ask this. What's next for Eva Ford?
1: Well, I mean, it's what I'm doing now, <laughs>
0: which, okay. is,
1: which, is, which is which is Rich Social Worker. So, right. um, I, I want to, I, my intention is to be a millionaire at the very least mm-hmm. and not to be a millionaire for the money. Again, this is my, my goal. My vision is to, um, I, I want other social workers to see that as possible and to see all of the things that you can do when you have more money. And on my channel, I intentionally interview people who I consider to be, either wealthy themselves um, and are living aligned lives with that wealth. So, you know, the qualification is not just you have money, but you have money and you're living in a way that honors others, honors yourself, and allows you to to make bigger impact, right? So I I talk to people who either are actually living that way or who are on the path and and what they're doing, right? Who have what I call a rich social work mindset. And um, So I want I want to make big money and I want to showcase all of the things and all of the ways that um, social workers and not just social workers, but people in general, when you have a a mission, when you have a story, when you have a a purpose, how you can monetize that and help even more people. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and for those who uh, who might be listening saying oh she's all about the money okay if that's what you hear me saying fine that's not what I mean what I mean is mm-hmm. I'm all about the mission and um, the money is the gonna make the mission go further it, it's, it's gonna make the mission right confirm and it's going to be kind of the thing that a lot of people need to see in order to you know validate that their dreams and goals and aspirations are possible as
0: well-hmm mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I don't know anybody that's gonna. Well, there, there'll probably be somebody that hears it wrong. I don't know. Whatever, you know. <laughs>
1: whatever.
0: <laughs> I, I heard it right.
1: Whatever. Thank you. <laughs> Go check out Rich Social Worker. That's what I say. Just check out the channel Rich Social Worker on YouTube.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I'm
0: gonna I'm leave a link there. I was just gonna ask, what's the yeah. best people? What's yeah. the best way people can can support and follow yeah. what you're
1: doing? I'm I'm, I'm very accessible. Um, They can check out the channel on YouTube. They can check out the website. Uh, They can connect with me for a free 15 minute call. And I, and I actually have to say, not all of my clients are social workers. So I I actually provide coaching to people who want to leverage their skills in online business. And um, not all of my clients are social workers. I happen to be a social worker. Um, My my audience largely is social workers, but not everybody is. So, if if anything in this conversation resonated with anyone, feel free reach out. I've got a free free consultation. I talk to any and everyone because I you know I love it and I love sharing knowledge and and um, you know if I can help people um, move forward, that's that's what I'm here for. So I'm on nice. Instagram as well. And mm-hmm. Facebook, I need to do better with Facebook, but one, <laughs> one, one platform at a time. I'm just getting over my trepidation of Instagram, um, and then I'll get back to Facebook and
0: show. No. A- yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll make sure I put all the links. there. send me all yeah. the links, and yeah. I'll put them all in the description. Real t- um, Now, any final thoughts or words of advice you want to? Yeah,
1: really I mean, because I think anyone who's listening, right, your audience. Mm-hmm are people who listen and and watch but tell me in terms of where are they like what's their what's their
0: demographic
1: what's their like what yeah what's their game what's what are they
0: about are they his 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 his, my my audience largely is about people that are looking to be better Mm -hmm. better tomorrow than they were yesterday Mm -hmm. so the the company is be more today Right. um we do a words for life this is you know words for life podcast we have a be more today uh show also right. and that's about ordinary people doing extraordinary things but it's people that are that are here and they're looking to move forward right. of course in a in a um in a in a uh uh a uh, 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 I was gonna say a legal manner, but it's more than just legal <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Efficacious. Um, yes. yeah. So so they're they're growers, they're learners, they're mm-hmm. they're about bettering themselves, which is listen. You cannot go wrong if you're if you're on that path, if you're on that journey of bettering yourself, you cannot go wrong. I I have to say, though, I you know, when I started when I started my journey of rich social worker and a business. Right. Mm -hmm. I I was doing all the things. So I was like watching the Tony Robbins. And like I said, um, anything personal development. The Les Browns, the Jim Rohns, the Success Magazine, like I was doing all of that stuff. But I was also learning about money. And so I wasn't sure for years. I wasn't sure who my audience was. I wasn't sure who I was talking to because I was like personal in my personal development and I'm in my money management. I don't have any money. So am I money? You know, like I'm
2: right. learning
1: about online. Am I teaching people online? Like I didn't know where I was. So what I would say with the personal development, it's great, but the you, it's, you can't stay just in learning mode. You've also mm-hmm. got to do, right? Yes. And you do um, by s- surrounding yourself with people that are doers, I think, putting yourself in environments, but, but you've got to be in, in action. You've got to put yourself out there. Gone are the days where, you know, if you're looking for a job, you just put out your resume and hope that somebody, you know, hires you. People are looking at you online and they're looking at, okay, what are you already doing and how can what you're already doing contribute to what I'm doing or contribute to my company or my mission or my, you know, thing. So, you know, I'm, I get invited to speak places. um, Not because I've sent out an invitation, but because people find what I'm already doing Mm -hmm. on YouTube I didn't ask anybody for permission to do that. I didn't ask anybody for permission to write a book. I didn't ask anybody for permission to start an Instagram account. You know what I mean? So, so my, the only thing I would say is you, you don't need to ask anybody permission to do anything. Just start something, even if you're not clear on what it is. In fact, when, when you and I started this, this conversation off camera, you said um, you sent me something about, oh, Eve is the, the founder of Positive Solutions International. Yeah, that was 12, 13 years ago. That was the thing that I started when I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fun. like you have to start somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that's not the thing now. But I started. And so, you know, if you're just stuck in self-development mode. Um, It's going to be, you know, you're going to feel on fire until that personal development tape runs out and then you're like, oh, shoot, now what? Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to be in action. You have to be in motion, doing something, putting something out somewhere for people to see and connect with.
0: Great advice. Love it. Love it. Love Mm -hmm. it. Um, I really, I really thank you. I thank you for, thank you for your authenticity. I love it.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. You're going to get it. Yes. I can't do
0: that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, now, before you go, again, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell, tell you about Be More today. Uh, Dr. Sean and I were focused, again, like I said, on helping ordinary people do extraordinary things. Um, the belief or the mantra is that if you can stay physically, And spiritually fit. Everything else kind of seems to fall in place. I mean, you still got to do some work, but everything else seems to fall in place. Physically fit and spiritually fit. So that's kind of what Be More Today is all about. You can check us out at BeMoreToday.com. It's B-E-M-O-R-E-T-O-D-A-Y.com. We've got free workouts on YouTube. Um, I've got words for life tracks when you go to the website, you'll see all of that. Uh, we've got Be More Today apparel. As a matter of fact, I just put a new version of a Words for Life t-shirt up there. So that's cool. And Or if you just want to join the, the Be More Today community. We're a community of people, again, looking to be better than we were yesterday. Better today than we were yesterday. Um, again, I like to end with a Words for Life track, so stay tuned. That's going to play after this. And I thank you for, for joining us.
2: And um, that's all. We're out. You are a divine creation with a heroic mission. You are not a, pro, you're not a package of protoplasm. You're not an accidental biological mistake. You are intended by a creator who wanted somebody just like you to exist in time right now. You could have been born 40 years ago or 40 years in the future But God wanted to drop you in time right now Your gifts, your abilities, your talents, your look, your disposition, your personality Your ups, your downs, your idiosyncrasies, your habits, your problems God wanted somebody just like you You don't look like you look by accident You look like you look because it's directly related to your function so stop tripping on how you look. You are not a mistake. So i going, I wish I had more hair. I wish my nose were thin. No, no, no. You are not a biological freak. You, you are intended by God. Now, I don't know about y'all. Believe me, I am not conceited nor cocky, but I am confident. Amen? And I'm going to tell you like it is. Isaiah 43 says, I was created to bring glory to God. That's the, that's the Bible. He created me for him, not for myself. Therefore, God does not make junk. If that's true, then I need to celebrate. When I look in the mirror, I just say, oh Jesus, you created all over yourself, Jesus. You're mighty good." I, I, I don't know about y'all. Y'all keep tripping if y'all want to, but I am a divine creation for a heroic mission. I look like I look because I had to do what I do. God needed a short, beautiful, uh, pu- uh, handsome, In other words, I was born in 1959. God knew way back in eternity when I was gonna be born and what I was gonna do once I show up. Therefore, God becomes responsible to put in me what I need to have to do what he gonna ask me to do. I, I'm about to go somewhere. In other words, these, what about my responsibility? What will be my mission? I don't know yet. God knows and therefore God has to prepack me. Max Lucado, Max Lucado, however you want to say it In his book, Cure for the Common Life Wonderful book He says, when you get ready to go on a vacation Depending on where you're going determines how you're going to pack your suitcase ha! Y'all gonna shout in a minute, I I, I promise, you, I promise you See, knowing the outcome Knowing your destiny, knowing your Destination, knowing that you might be Going to Florida, knowing you might be Going to Canada, knowing the season And knowing the climatic Temperature, where you want to show up Depends on what you gonna put in Your suitcase, before you Get there, you anticipate Being there, therefore, you gotta Start pre-packing your suitcase All I'm trying to say, way back In the glory, God, the God of the universe before you ever showed up when you were being created he was pre-packing you he was putting stuff in you that he knew you would need way before you would ever show up y'all ain't feeling me yet he knew the wife you would need to marry he knew the husband you would need. I- Take credit for this, all I can say is give God the glory, cause God prepacked you the same way. If you stop tripping and get out of your way and let God bless you, you sabotaging your own destiny, not understanding your mission or your responsibility. I had one question on this side of glory to ask God. I just simply said, God, what is it that you want me to do with my life? Period. And I would spend every ounce of energy that I had to do it until it killed me. Yeah.